another day, another dollar makes you wonder where your money went. You can scream. Hi folks, this is Jack Spierko with another edition of the Survival Podcast. As always, one man's view of the changing world, the changing times, and the things that we can all do to live a better life if times get tough, or even if they don't dictate it as uh, a bit differently today from my home office, as I'm not going into the office today. I'm going to be staying home and working on a lot of TSP stuff today, getting ready for next year, honestly, when I take this to a full-time endeavor and of all the things that I'm going to be thankful for today, as we get ready for Thanksgiving tomorrow and I get to spend it with my family and take a day off, a true day off, um, I'm going to tell you that that's going to be one of the things that I am most thankful for uh, in the past year, that TSP has grown to a point where I can make this a full-time thing. And I couldn't have done that without you guys, the audience. So thank you for being you for the past year. It's meant a lot to me. Today's going to be mostly a rebroadcast, just like I did with the Veterans Day show. It's going to be a rebroadcast of a Thanksgiving Day show I did last year. So this really great audio you're hearing now is going to have all the background you're accustomed to here in just a few moments after we do some housekeeping and kind of update the show for today. But um, the original show was episode 100. This is episode 325, which means since Thanksgiving last year, I've done 225 episodes with you. That's a lot of shows between Thanksgivings, and uh, hopefully they've been good for you. Today's Wednesday, November 23rd. Tomorrow's Thanksgiving. I'll be off, uh, completely off. We'll not be doing a Thanksgiving Day show. We'll not be doing a Black Friday show. You will not hear me again unless you tune into the YouTube channel or something like that until Monday. Taking the weekend completely off and recharging with the family. I'm going to follow the, my own advice I'm going to give you guys this weekend. Um... One thing we do want to do is make sure we still continue to think about our sponsors, and uh, if you're going to spend any of that money uh, over the uh, the big spending weekend, consider spending it with some of our sponsors. Uh, sponsors of the day-to-day are, one, uh, Solutions from Science and their Survival Seed Bank. Uh, that's really cool. I, I decided to use those guys for today's show because I want to let you know if you're a member support brigade member, one of the new things that's back in the... Uh, in your members area is an ebook from them called Squanto's Garden that talks about the very first Thanksgiving from a gardener's perspective and what the soil was like back then. And I thought that was really cool. Uh, so we made them a sponsor of the day for today's show. And our other sponsor of the day is Safe Castle Royal. Everything you could possibly need as a prepper, they have it for you. Check them out. Free lifetime discount membership to Safe Castle Royal for MSB members. Uh, if you're not a member, it's $29 in money well spent, up to 20% discounts on everything in the store uh, for the rest of your life. So that's pretty cool. Uh, so check out those guys. Moving on from there. Um, wanted to talk to you briefly today and remind you to keep voting for the Survival Podcast for the Podcast Awards for Podcast of the Year, folks. Again, we're nominated. I sent it out an email to the to the, uh, the email list yesterday. If everybody votes once a day between now and November 30th, if you give me 30 seconds of your time in return for the, the 45 to 50 minutes a day of my time I give you for seven days, we can win this thing. We're against big shows here, folks. No Agenda is a huge show. They have an audience much larger than we do, but I think our audience is more dedicated and more willing to keep doing this stuff through the holiday season. I know that you've got you know turkeys to cook and everything, but if you just log on to your computer, you're going to do it anyway. You know it. Go to Podcast Awards. Give us a vote. I'd really appreciate it. I think it's going to be a big win for all of us if we pull it out. Next, make sure you're getting involved with our forum. I think it's very important if you want to pe- play in future listener appreciation contests, and a lot more of them are coming up. I'm starting to get people ready to donate stuff again and things like that, um, that you join the forum. 
and you subscribe to our YouTube channel because uh, I am going to be doing things next week for subscribers to the YouTube channel. And if you're not a YouTube subscriber, you're not going to be able to play that particular contest. Or then right after that, I might go back and do the forum again. And then I might go back to the original listener contest order. So you get the point. Be involved with all three. Um, next, if you think the show's worth more than 20 cents an episode, consider joining the Members Support Brigade. You'll get exclusive content available only to members, including that lifetime membership to Safecastle. And just a tremendous amount now. If you, if you want to know what in the MSB now. Go to the survivalpodcast.com and rate where our sponsors at. You'll see my own my own banner going through the same rotation as the sponsors do. And uh, you'll see the member support brigade. Go check it out and look at how much we're giving members now. It's it's pretty impressive. Um, and with that, I'm almost ready to go into um, introducing the uh, the the rebroadcast portion of today's show. But there's something I want to talk to you about that I'm I'm very, very serious about this year, and I want to do a better job this year than we even did last year. And I know we did a great job last year. Um, we're a little bit late. It took me a while to find somebody to do this for. Um, but I want to take care of our soldiers again this Christmas. And I want to put together packages just like we did last year and send them off. We're going to be doing this to Afghanistan again this year. Uh, odds are a lot of the stuff we send will not get to these guys until January with how long stuff takes to get there. and We're all the way up to almost December 1st at this point. But you know what? It's not going to matter to them. Uh, if it shows up late, it's going to show up at their darkest hour. January, February is when everybody's forgotten about the soldier because they all did their thing for Christmas. And um, we've got the guys at FOB Spurwin Gar, and we've got a warrant officer over there that's agreed to uh, receive the stuff and distribute it equi- equitably amongst his men. And the reason I picked this group is not just because they're out there risking their ass out of a forward operating base in a very sparsely supported area. They actually listen to the show. They're listeners. They're probably going to listen to this today. And um, it's cool that we have people out there that are actually part of our community. And I always say take care of your community first. So let's blow it out for these guys. I mean it. Let's blow it out for them. You know, when you're, when you're packing that box up and you think it's full and there's a little bit of space, go out and cram it full. Let's take care of these guys. Let's make them know that in spite of the fact that they're off in another part of the world and uh, half of this country doesn't even know why they're there and half of this country doesn't even want them to be there that we have their backs that we want them to come home safe and while they're there we support them the soldier, the individual the guy that's out there that's got his buddies back every day and because he, he's done doing that because he knows his buddy's got his back let's let them know we've got their back so here's the thing I have an address and a guy's name I've been asked not to make this public on the internet so if you want to participate this year, you're going to need to send me an email, jack at com, and I'll give you the contact and the address and shipping information so that you can participate this year. But I'm going to do this on a one-on-one basis as an intermediary uh, because, you know, it's kind of a sensitive area. So, But I want to blow it out. I mean it. I want you to dig a little bit deeper. I want you to blow this out for these guys. If you're thinking right now about joining my MSB, and you're going to spend that 50 bucks on me, and money's a little bit tight, and you're really, you know, you want to do the soldiers first. Get your life in order, come back, you can join the supporting brigade next year. Let's take care of these guys. They deserve it. And think about them when you're hearing the story of the first Thanksgiving that I'm about to shift to. Think about your family. Think about what it really means to be a prepper. And here we go. Jack Spierko in the mobile studio from one year ago telling you, about the first Thanksgiving and how it evolved into a traditional American holiday 
and what it should mean to us today because of the history that's so often ignored. First of all, the traditional view is in 1621, a bunch of pilgrims got together with a bunch of Indians and had a great big feast. They had turkey and gravy and mashed potatoes. All right, uh, all the pilgrims were dressed in black and white and had big buckles on. It's not that far off. Here's the problems with it. One, they didn't have mashed potatoes. They didn't grow potatoes in the northern colonies that first year. Number two, they didn't have buckles. You know, all those pilgrims, little kids, buckles, the buckles didn't get in fashion until the 1700s. No buckles. They were wearing black and white because they had the feast on a Sunday. And the pilgrims wore black and white on Sundays. It was formal attire. They did not always run around in black and white while they were working in the fields and hunting and and fishing and farming. It's a myth. Uh, Women mostly wore colors like reds, greens, and tans. The men wore colors like tans, grays, greens, tweeds, beiges. Uh, So they weren't always running around in big top hats with buckles on and gaiters and things like that. Okay, So that's a myth, not a big myth. Um, Turkey they probably had. Uh, the, the original recorded journal entry of Thanksgiving says they shot as much fowl as they could. That would probably be a lot of ducks and geese that time in New England. Another belief is that they had this holiday uh, the third, uh, third week of uh, November. They did not. Uh, it was somewhere between the end of September and beginning of October that they had the original Thanksgiving. If you've ever been to New England, you will know why. Now, here's the big myth. that They had this first Thanksgiving feast, and it immediately became a tradition, an original American tradition. And that every year thereafter, they continued to have this holiday. And that as the United States evolved and grew, wherever Americans went, wherever colonists went, the, th- the holiday went with them. It's not how it happened at all. You see, they didn't even have the feast the second year. It didn't happen a second year because the colony was ravaged with a lot of problems and diseases and crop failures and other colonists came and those other colonists didn't immediately pick up the holiday, but over time as people began to settle the United States primarily initially in the northeastern United States and the Virginia colony which ran from like the Hudson River area of New York down to what is Virginia that whole thing was called Virginia Company and uh, as that started to spread and what I mean by spread is as the people started to spread out, start to set up actual permanent places to live, building farms, starting to uh, to live normal lives, at least for the period and the time, the tradition of Thanksgiving, going back to that original meal, began to be created. And people began to sit down at the end of the harvest season, and sometimes there was some formality in certain regions and certain areas to, we're going to do it on this day, or we're going to do it on that day. Um, but there was no official holiday, and there certainly was no colony-wide holiday. It was just something people did. And they did tell stories, and that's how the whole tradition of the, the original Pilgrims and Indians Thanksgiving uh, got kept. It, got, it became part of history, because people did tell that story by word of mouth. And they would sit down at the end once they had they had you know put everything away for the year and finished making their winter preparations. And what does that remind you of? The ant and the grasshopper, modern survivalism. That's exactly what it was, folks. That's exactly what Thanksgiving was in its origination. People would get ready 
for winter. They worked hard all spring. They worked hard all summer. They worked hard in the beginning of the fall. They put everything down in the root cellar. They did everything they possibly could. They went hunting. They went fishing. They stacked up the meat in the ladder. They did everything they could to get ready because they knew, especially if you've ever experienced a winter in Connecticut or New Jersey or Massachusetts or Vermont or New Hampshire or Maine or upstate New York, then you understand what they were getting ready for. Brutal cold, short days. They didn't have greenhouses, folks. No ability to grow anything. And even the game would get scarce by about December because it would be hard to find. Because it would go hole up somewhere to keep warm itself. And it would have to travel long distances. It wouldn't congregate anymore. So it would be hard to even go out and harvest anything at that point. Besides, it was too damn cold. So hopefully they had enough wood chopped. They had enough food put in the larder. They had enough food in the, in the root cellar. And remember, they didn't have refrigerators, freezers, electricity. But when they got everything as done as they could, they sat back, they came together, and they had a great big meal. I want you to think about something that most people will never, ever think about today. What they had done is put away enough that they hoped would be enough. And often people were quite hungry by the time the first days of spring started to come around. Sometimes a winter could go longer and it would be later in the season before you could plant crops. Sometimes you'd start your crops and you know what would happen, folks? A late frost would come in and, and it's put you back three, four, five weeks. It's a long time to go without food. So you would think that after they put all this food away, they would immediately begin rationing their food. This is how much we have today. This is how much we have tomorrow. We have to plan for the future. People that put that much planning and effort into preparing for winter, you would think that's what they would do. And folks, it's the way they lived. 99% of the time. Except for Thanksgiving. On Thanksgiving, they covered the table with food. And it was at times it was a three-day event. Thursday, Friday, and Saturday, and you went to church on Sunday. And they would have relatives and friends, and and anybody that didn't have a a real close family to go be with would be invited into the home if they were a family friend. And food would be shared, and people would eat just like we do today until they couldn't move. And you know what that was? It was a Thanksgiving. It was also a reassurance that we're going to be okay. We've been good ants. We've worked hard enough. We're going to make it through the winter. We will be here to still to see spring. It's okay to enjoy the fruits of our labor and our efforts. It's okay to share with others. It's okay to be grateful for all that we have. It will be enough. I sure wish that instead of just teaching our children in school about the Indians and the pilgrims and the fake buckles, that maybe a little bit more of that was going into our education system. A little bit more of an understanding that when people 200 years ago, 300 years ago, sat around a table and ate that much food and shared with that many people at one time, that it wasn't like today where if you needed more food, you went to Kroger, or you went to Publix, or you went to Winn-Dixie. They're even still in business, I'm not sure. Albertsons or whoever. There wasn't anything like that. In many of the colonies, there wasn't even a lot of stores around of any kind or shape. 
You know, it'd be you have to get on a horse and ride for a day just to pick up a couple sacks of grain for some extra provisions to make it through. And what if you had to do that in the winter because you ran out in the winter and the snow drifts were six feet high? That's how it was. We were still in the tail end of the little ice age, folks, during the 17 and 1800s. Early 1800s were cold, long, cold winters, colder than you can imagine. But they had a feast. They had a feast. And the main purpose of the feast, besides being thankful, was to reassure the family, to reassure everybody, we're going to make it through winter. We're going to see spring. It's an amazingly optimistic view of a holiday that many people that would like to go back and rewrite history have tried to tear down. Let me tell you a little bit more about Thanksgiving and why we should be thankful that there is a Thanksgiving today. The first official declaration of Thanksgiving was by George Washington in 1789, but it was not made a national holiday until Abraham Lincoln did it in the middle of the Civil War. He was looking for a way to unify the nation, so he officially said it date of the third Thursday in November is Thanksgiving Day. After the Civil War was over, Thanksgiving was largely not celebrated in the entire southern United States. It was viewed as a damn Yankee holiday. And it was only over time as people began to relocate and the wounds between the states began to heal that the people of the South were willing to accept the holiday as an American holiday instead of a Northern holiday. Somebody tried to monkey with our holiday. His name was Franklin Delaware Roosevelt. And I'm sorry, I think I said that Lincoln set the holiday for the third Thursday in November. It was the fourth Thursday in November, which it is today. If I made that mistake, I'm sorry. But it was Roosevelt who then moved it from the fourth Thursday to the third Thursday. Now, why would somebody do that? Why would somebody mess with tradition? What does everybody do on Friday after Thanksgiving? They go shopping. I'd like to believe that it was different during the Great Depression. It wasn't. People went shopping on Black Friday during the Great Depression. So Roosevelt thought if he moved Thanksgiving back a week, it would add one week to the Christmas shopping season and help spur the economy. Eventually people got pissed off and uh, complained about it, and it got moved back where it is today, the fourth Thursday. That's how it became uh, that day, and that's how it was put back on that day, and that's how it's been ever since. And I think one of the things we really need to understand about the spread of Thanksgiving through the United States is how it was commensurate with healing of the wounds between the states from the Civil War. And I think if you're ten years younger than me, you know, maybe my generation was the last to really see it for what it was. And I'm glad that it's gone and I'm glad that it's dead, but I think we need to remember it so that we understand what a great nation we've actually formed today. Because sometimes I get real hard on our government. And I'll continue to do it, folks. You'll you'll tune back in. You'll hear me tearing up a senator or the president or a chief justice for stepping on our Constitution. But overall, we have a pretty great country. And what I remember when I was a child, very young child, I'm talking kindergarten, first, second grade, and I moved from Pennsylvania to Florida with my family. My grandfather and his friends in Pennsylvania would always tell me, you're down there with them damn rebels. And the kids that I went to school with would sometimes call me a damn Yankee until I picked up that Florida accent. And 
it wasn't like it is today. I hear people call Yankees, people Yankees today. And, and generally when you hear somebody call somebody a damn Yankee today, it's it's because you're, you're putting them down for being a big government tax and spend liberal from Massachusetts or something like that. Or, or it's, it's, it's kind of like, you know, a Texas joke. Well, Yankees, where do they come from? They come from Oklahoma. Anything north of the Red River, you know, that's the Mason-Dixon line in our opinion. But there's a joke and there's a joviality to it. I saw the last vestiges of the true animosity that was held over by my grandfather's generation and the generation before him that handed it down. I saw that. I saw it for what it was. You know, and I saw at the same time the last vestiges of true racism in this country, where we were busing students for integration purposes and things like that. There was resistance to it and all these other things. It was the tail end. It was the late 70s, early 80s. And that stuff's gone and behind us now. But a lot of that healing, a lot of that unifying, went right along with the spread of Thanksgiving as it slowly made its way through the United States. What I'm saying to you folks is in 1880, if you lived in South Georgia, you didn't celebrate Thanksgiving at all. You didn't even notice. You didn't even care. If you had a kid in college up north, he'd write you a letter about it. You, you were like, yeah, you're with that damn Yankee holiday. And today, Thanksgiving is celebrated in all 50 states. And it's one of the first American traditions that's uniquely American that legal immigrants, and even illegal immigrants, let me be fair, that come to our country adopt as one of their own. It is one of the most unifying things in America. And it's why I get disgusted when people try to tear it down. And on Thanksgiving Day, we should not just get together and eat food and be thankful for the bounty in front of us. We should think of the other things that we're thankful for. So I ask you to pause today and just think, what are you thankful for? As you continue to prepare for the unknown future, try to make your life better, whether it gets bad or it doesn't. Living the show Korea, as you you continue to be an ant like those brave people before us, that were preppers and survivalists and didn't even know that that's what it was called, it was just living back then. Think about all the things that make your life easier. The fact that you can turn a switch and a light bulb will come on. The fact that if you're cold, there's a little box on your wall that you can turn up, and if you're hot, you can turn it down. It will change the temperature of your home. The fact that a person like me is free to get on the Internet and blast his government, and sometimes support it, and no one shows up at my house to take me away. That you're free to listen to it and no one shows up at your house and takes you away. That you're free to go any church, temple, or synagogue that you want to worship God as your choice. Or you're free to not. The freedom to do so and the freedom to not do so is something that long ago became uniquely American. It's prevalent in many places in the world today. But people often think of the Puritans and the pilgrims being deeply religious. And they held their own community to deep religious standards, but they didn't try to force that onto other communities. They really didn't. It's a misnomer. They did try to spread it among the Indians, and that didn't work out real good. But, you know, nobody's perfect. Think about how grateful you should be that you can walk up to a police officer in this nation and ask for help. And get it. Because there's places where people so fear their police, they would never go to a police officer for help. Think about how grateful you are that despite the fact that our education system needs a massive overhaul, at least everybody learns how to read that wants to in this country. 
And that's true. No matter how bad you want to put down the education system, any kid that goes to our schools, any of them, even the crappiest one that wants to learn to read, to write, and do basic math, they'll come out with that education. There's places in the world where you can't buy that education. Be grateful for all that we have. And just remember that unique part of Thanksgiving that no one ever talks about that I talked to you earlier. Just remember that when people 200 years ago sat down to a massive banquet, it wasn't just patting themselves on the back. It wasn't just being thankful. It was, we know winter's almost here. We know that the last days that the sun really is warm on our faces are almost over for a while. We know that we're going to go into a darkness. We know that we're going to go into a time where there's not very much. But we also are going to feast. And we're not going to ration today or tomorrow or the next day. We're going to feast for three days because we know we'll see spring. And folks, there could be no better time than to think of that than today. Because today, our nation is headed for some very tough times. Our government has pumped $7 trillion of phony money into our economy. They, they've done it. There's no, there's no way to pull it back now. It's already happened. Right now, we're seeing prices come down. Prices on everything will go up. They have to. You can't put $7 trillion into an economy without devaluing money. can't be done. We're going to go through some dark times. But even while you're prepping, even while you're saving, even while you're preparing, I want you to stop, not just on Thanksgiving, but every once in a while, I want you to stop. I want you to gather around your family, your friends, people that don't have other people. I want you to sit down and I want you to feast. It doesn't always have to be with food. Sometimes it can be with words. Sometimes it can be with activities. But every once in a while, I want you, I want you to just splurge on yourself with emotion and even money and certainly with food and just enjoy it and make it something special and make it part of remembering that even though you have to be smart about how you spend you have to be smart about how you store you have to be smart about how you work how you save that every once in a while you need to remind yourself that spring will come and that you're going to be there to see it that's really all I have for you today This has been Jack Spirico with a Thanksgiving edition of the Survival Podcast. Hoping that I've helped you figure out today how to live that better life if times get tough. Or even if they don't. You can scream and you can holler. It really doesn't matter because it all gets spent.